0: asked a few weeks ago to uh, preach this morning. I'm sat there and I'm thinking, I'm oh, not three weeks time. What am I going to preach about at the, uh, at the baptism? I needn't mean worry because the baptismal got cancelled. You know, we got flooded out because the baptismal tank burst. You know that, don't you? So I needn't worry. But I'm thinking, what am I going to preach about? And all the time I'm looking at this thing here making disciples of all nations found in Matthew 28, 19. And as I'm sat there reading, I'm thinking, that's exactly, that's exactly what I want to share with you this morning. Because this passage, and I'm going to read the full passage out in a minute, is all about a miracle. And this is a passage, and I'll point out why it's a miracle. Because the disciples after Jesus had lived, had been arrested, he was crucified, and then he rose again from the dead out of the tomb. And many times he was seen by others around testifying to this Son of God, Jesus Christ, really had risen from the dead. And the disciples had been told to go to this mountainside, and there they went to the mountainside And they saw Jesus, Jesus in all his risen glory, alive, amazing, shining, bright. And when they saw him, it says they just worshipped him. Now we've been worshipping this morning. I tell you, when you see in your heart, Jesus, who do you worship? Jesus. And they worshipped him because he was alive. God is not dead. He's alive. We need to know that in our spirits. And so, what they saw was a miracle. And Jesus said to them this. hid on the mountain, they worshipped him, and then he spoke. What is Jesus going to say as he's risen now from the dead and he's talking to his disciples? This is what he said. All authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. I heard that read out at the coronation, but authority does not belong to Prince Charles or King or anybody, any other leader. Whether we're uh, uh, royalists or we believe in democracy and we vote in a president, authority doesn't belong to them. All authority belongs to Jesus. That's the very first. All authority on earth and all authority in heaven. And everything that was, everything that is, and everything that will be is under his sovereign authority. It says it in the Bible and it's absolutely true. Therefore, looking as disciples square in the face, you go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything that I commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is a miracle. And a miracle means this, in its understanding, when God interrupts and intervenes in human affairs, people this morning You have come to the home of miracles. Miracles belong to God. You've come to the home of miracles. We are the children of God. Miracles belong to the church, belong to his people. God is here miraculously this morning. What is a miracle? When God interrupts and intervenes in human affairs. Who created the world when nothing was here? No elements. Nothing, just void. Nothing at all. God spoke. Miracle. From nothing, he created something. From nothing, he intervened in the process of time and created this glorious earth, this wonderful world, and the cosmos. He created the heavens. He created the earth. It says in the Bible. Who created man from nothing? Dust of the earth, just from the basic raw elements. Who did that? God breathed on his creation and it lived. You have come to the house of miracles. Matthew 8, Jesus bumped into a guy coming down the street, hobbling down the street. This guy had got leprosy, and in those days, it was a killer. And it rotted their body away. In extreme circumstances, limbs would fall off, would rot from the body. They were outcasts. They believed in that day that this was because of some sin that they created in their life, and therefore God had cursed them with this disease. Jesus, Son of God, Walked into this man, and this guy, rather than limping or running away from Jesus, thinking that he was the cause of his curse, cried out to Jesus, and he said, "If you are willing, you could make me clean. God. And what's God's reply? What's Jesus' reply?" I am willing. Be thou clean. And immediately the leper rose, complete and whole, healed. A miracle. Jesus with his disciples was walking towards a town. And as he's walking to this place with his disciples, it was squeezing through the portal which led into the city. This place was called Nain. And as he, this Jesus, arrived at this opening and walked through, coming out of it, was a whole crowd of people carrying this dead boy in this funeral procession, taking him out of the city. To deal with. And this child is, this young man is just laid, stretched out, dead. They have him on the shoulders, walking with a trail. Jesus bumped into his soul. the mother, who was a widow, and the only transfer in life now as a widow in that day would have been her son. Now he has died, there's no income coming into this house. He was so weeping, and his heart was so moved by this human tragedy. What did you think Jesus did? He walked up to the funeral procession, raised his hand, and touched the boy and spoke to him instead. Rise up, he said procession had stopped, rise up, and the boy just began to sit up alive, talking, talking, looking around, having a conversation. This is the God of miracles. This, who spoke this to the disciples, is the Lord God of miracles. And that miracle, I find myself partaking of that years ago, when not interested in what I call religion, not interested in what I call churchiness, not interested at all, I found myself on one day, it's as if somebody had switched the lights out in my life. And as a young man, I felt so alone. And so convicted and so in the need of God, I cried out and I asked God to come into my life. That's all I did. God, will you come into my life? And this is how it happened in that moment. It was as if someone had placed a second heart inside of me, and I sprang to life, and I felt different. I thought differently. I spoke differently. I wanted to act differently. All of a sudden, I was switched on. I knew I was a child of God. I knew a miracle had happened in my life. My focus had changed. My motivations had changed. And I knew this wasn't a fad. I knew in that moment, this wasn't just another craze. I knew this wasn't an interest or a hobby. This was a life change. I was a new person. When he visited me, when he laid his hands upon me and said, rise up, Lord, I rose up. The Bible says I am a new creation. And I became in that moment a new creation. Jesus said, I have come. That's why I have come. That you might have life and you might have life in all its abundance. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not limited, not on the sidelines, not just stirred up a little bit, not excited for the moment, but in abundance. Last week, I had uh, uh, I was invited to go out for lunch with a couple of people. The, the, the guy I was out with he, he preached here some weeks ago. Uh, a guy called Edward, and we went out and they treated us to lunch in a, in a hotel. We were there in for probably almost three hours. Now I've been a Christian. Ever since I was a young guy. You'd think I'd have got over it, you know. We, the four of us, my wife with me, he with his wife, had what the Bible calls fellowship. True fellowship in the Bible is not friendship, it's fellowship when Jesus is in the middle of it. This conversations, God glorifying And we talked about what God had done for us, the love of God, his glories the miracles, how he's been faithful to us all our lives and faithful to our children all their lives and he's still here and still using us. He is alive within our life and we were excited about it and the restaurant had emptied and we're still going on. Laughing, talking, just enjoying fellowship. And there, right there in that hotel, in the, that restaurant, we finished not by getting up and going away, we just had to pray. We just have to say, God, thank you for this wonderful moment. You are alive. My heart's still beating. It's still throbbing to your beat. You really have transformed me. Therefore, he says to us, and all the candidates that are getting baptized today, therefore, I tell you, go. Go. And that word go in the Bible means simply this doesn't mean just go. Not like Nike. Just do it. All authority is being given to me on heaven and earth. Therefore, I tell you, go. And that go means as you go. Not just go, as you go. And as you go, make disciples of all nations and baptize them. That as you go means you and I As I go this morning in this church, as I go in my daily work, as we all go to our profession tomorrow, whether we go to university or whether we go to school or in the hospital, wherever we're working, wherever it is, wherever it is, whether we're cleaning windows, doesn't matter. As you go, as I go in my marriage, as I go in my relationship, as I go bringing up my children, as you go. Jesus is saying, as you go. Do something with your life. Do something extraordinary. Go in the way as the Father sent me, Jesus is saying, so I am sending you. Get up and go. Don't stand here watching me. Stop worshiping me right now. Go. And it says, go and make. The expectation is this, that as you go, you will be seeing the miracles of God around you and you'll see people come to faith. I promise you. I promise you. It's a promise of God because it's he that makes. He will make it happen around you and you'll see with your eyes as you're going along the way committed to Jesus, you'll see the miracles happen and you'll see people coming to faith. What do you do when people come to faith? Well, what do you do when a baby's born? What do we do with this little baby here? All of a sudden, he says, "Go and make disciples of all people. Go and make, go on the basis of the miracle. Get involved so that that person who's made that commitment to follow me will grow and turn them into disciples. That's what church is all about. How do we turn them into disciples? He turn them into servants. Prince Charles." Anointed king, you are sent to go. And the going for you means that you are not the ruler, you are the servant. And they ask this, of, can't you be said You, real leadership means that you're a servant. And anyone coming to Christ has first got to become a disciple, a servant of Jesus Christ, a student. A learner. And where do you go? When he says go, where do you go? I love this. You go to all nations. Every class, every people group, every age, every nation, without prejudice, without favor, without distinction. Just go. Spread out and go. And what do you do when you see these miracles and people coming to Christ around you? Because if you're going and being obedient, you baptize them. And that's what we're going to do tonight. And what does baptismal mean? It means this. We're going to soak these people in water. God bless them. I am not going in the water. We're going to soak them in the water. Do you know? Soaking them in the water is wonderful. It means you're being soaked in God. Being a disciple means you're soaked in God. You were a disciple this morning? You're being soaked in God. Why way you going to dip these people into the water as if they're soaked in God. Why? To begin, to refresh, and as Mark said, to rise again and to testify, to Be public. Now you're going public as a disciple of Jesus Christ. But listen, he says, final thing. Musicians, are you going to take it over from me? This is where he says the final thing. I want to tell you, you won't be alone while you're doing this. The triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, This is his promise: I am with you forever. So once again, all authority in heaven (laughs) and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, church, go, and as you go, make disciples of all the nations baptize them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I command you to do. It's so name,